There's one. Hello. Just waiting on Dita. Uh, he didn't see the invite. Hold on, so, let me see add him. It popped up in your notification, right? There he is. Is this on? <laughs> hey, guys. What's up? How's it going, dude? It's been a while. Yeah, you know how it goes, man. You know. Yeah, man. That quarantine slash work life right now. <laughs> Tell me about it. Well, welcome back to Perception Blurred Why Not. As per usual, I am your host, David Jackson. Uh, today I'm joined by two special guests as opposed to just one or as opposed to people that live with me. Uh, last week you got to hear from one of them that's on, that's D from the D Harris brand. And today I am joined by, go ahead and introduce yourself, sir. David Stouffer, a.k.a. Ginger Dave. <laughs> or just Ginger. <laughs> or just Ginger. Oh, so what's up, boys? How you been? Man, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Just maintaining, that's all I can say. Maintaining and staying out of the way. Doing yeah, the same thing. <laughs> trying to avoid the cooties, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's been, uh, I, I'm one of the uh, essential workers, so I'm, you know, keeping myself and my family as safe as possible. Uh, but keeping that six-foot distance has not been easy, especially yeah. in my line of work. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, 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 I believe I'm, I'm considered essential too. But uh, like for my one job, like I was telling Dave last week, he knows I'm a professional cleaner for my second. That's my second job. But for my my everyday job is also considered essential as well. That's the um, my office job at the real estate business, and uh, I try to just barricade myself inside of the uh, inside of my own office and not have to deal with anybody because we still get uh, walk-ins. For some reason, still like nobody's like following protocol, but that's a different story. Yeah, that's for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, we'll talk about them later. Today, <laughs> we're going to talk about something that's near and dear to the hearts of the three of us. We grew up with it. We love it. I have a costume of it. D has a costume of it. David's probably going to have a costume of it before he dies, and that is the franchise known to the world as the Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah that was me <laughs> yep <laughs> so yeah uh, we're going to be talking Power Rangers today boys it's all about uh, the business about the evolution of the franchise we're going to keep it short and sweet we're going to talk about its impact uh, to us I sent you guys the talking points already I got to pull them up on mine here hold on do, 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 do. there we go can you still hear me yep yeah. still with okay. you Good, 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 good. So, franchise has been around for almost 30 years. We're coming up on, uh, what, this is 27 this year? No, 28. Yeah, That's hard to believe, man. Yeah. Um, Because I remember the commercials when they were promoting uh, Power Rangers on Fox Kids. Yep. Yeah, all five of them at the time just sitting around trying to introduce the show to us. Yeah, I remember I was uh, like nine, and I remember going, what the hell is this? Where's my cartoons? <laughs> <laughs> no, 
and, and that was the thing it's like everything until that point i just watched cartoons except for the uh except for knight rider of course because you know david hasselhoff was my hero as a kid <laughs> but this was something brand new to me it really was well i mean uh, we had, had all the live action did i lose somebody yeah, i was gonna say i hear uh nothing well, well, as Dave tries to tries to figure that out, um, <laughs> we'll, we will continue. Um, he was mentioning how you know, growing up, we saw those like first commercials and and uh, you know how you you mentioned how he was trying to introduce the franchise to us. Well, it's a funny thing that you said that because I was uh, with my girlfriend uh, India. I was over her house sometime last week actually, and I was showing her son um, the the original commercials the too hot to handle commercials for the power yeah. ranger stuff oh my gosh she lost it <laughs> he's like he's a, he's a he's an older kid teenager but when he saw them he's like wait it, was this the was this what you guys played with was this the, was this the show i said dude these commercials were the bomb oh like, yeah I used, to, I used to get so excited and then pay attention to them because I, I looked at the um the uh the video that was like a, a long thread of all the commercials strung together so if you watch the video the kids room gets worse and worse after every commercial like, <laughs> like from the action figure commercial with the, with the bad guys onto where they got the uh all the way up to where they get the dragons or in the into the commercials man that those are just memories i'll never forget oh no same here i remember i was like freaking out when they had the helmet changers the head changers on that where you flip it and it goes from like you see their heads to where they have their helmets. I don't know if you remember those toys at all. Yes, I do. But those when those came out, I I lost it. I wanted one so bad, and I ended up getting one for my birthday. I got uh, the Red Ranger uh, for one of my birthdays. Dude, I'm gonna have to post a picture um, on the uh, on the Power Rangers Neo page after anybody's not not familiar with that uh, that's our uh, you know northeast ohio rangers fan page so when i get a chance i'm gonna have to post a picture of me as a kid i'm in my little red ranger costume and i have all i had all the flip head power rangers except for blue i had green yeah i had i had all of them but blue right but at right. the time they were all getting beat the heck up they were beat to, they were beat to crap man so uh, if you look at this picture, you can see there's like tape on like all of their legs. So they broke pretty easily. And I was roughing my face with those figures. You know, like they get hit, I throw them across the room. So the legs. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Uh, I hear you, Dave. Yeah. Is Dave back? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Okay, I just, we we picked up your slack. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Is I could hear you the entire time. I don't know how you guys lost me. Hmm, that's that's odd. Those figures were called automorphin, by the way. Yeah, the automorphin figures. We called them flip heads. Oh yeah, we called them flip heads growing up, but they were they were officially automorphin. Yep. So uh, I, for a second, Jackson, I thought I thought Zordon might have called you, so that's why <laughs> D and I had to take over. So you know, we just had to make sure everything was good until you got back. Well, I mean, I did morph today for the first time in two years. So wow, it's <laughs> been two years, man. I put that costume on. I thought you wore it at Lexington last year. No, uh, last year all I did was Luke uh, You're and right. Bishop. You're right. 
Wow, you're right. You're absolutely right. Dang, it has been, been it's been a while. Years. Let me tell you how I forgot how to put everything together. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, to go back to what Dee was talking about with the commercials, I, re- I remember that too. I remember how like progressively, like there was only one wall standing by the time we got to the Dragon's Or commercial. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And the kid had like more and more burn marks and stuff on his face and his hair got wet. <laughs> They knew how to sell toys to us back then, man. I tell you what, they sure did. Like, you don't really see too many like really cool toy commercials anymore. Like, like Uh, nothing like that. Nothing even close to that. TV shows are the commercial now. I mean, they were in the '90s. Don't even. That's a whole other episode yet again. Like, don't even get me started on how Street Sharks is one big toy commercial. But like, his cartoons now literally exist to sell you the toy. Hey, Dave, can I interrupt you for a second? Yo. You mentioned Street Sharks, which was jawsome. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't know if you have the Pluto TV app on any of your devices, but Street Sharks comes on there. Oh, God. Street Sharks it's is serious? on there. Sonic the Hedgehog, um, the after school one, and the Saturday morning one are all on there. Yeah, Street Sharks was uh, terrible. I tried watching it a few years ago. You can honestly get it on Amazon the whole series cheap, but I didn't realize how few of episodes there actually. Yeah, was. they were one of those shows like, um, like uh, I can I can name them all: the Street Sharks, Biker Mice from Mars, Cowboys of of Moo Mesa, and there was also a dinosaur show like that. They were all trying to capitalize on the popularity slash absence of Teenage Mutant, Mutant Ninja Turtles at the time. Don't for, don't forget Bucky right. O'Hare. Yeah, yeah. So they were trying to, like. Uh, that little spot that Ninja Turtles left because it, it was a bit of a void there, and they were trying to get capitalize on that um, that popularity with their own like an- anthropomorphic animals who fought crime or whatever. I think the most Which popular is- one was probably either Biker Mice or Street Sharks, but neither one of them last well, long. Street Sharks had a better toy line than Biker Mice from Mars did. Yeah, they sure did. Um, yeah, they did. Let's also not forget. Um, that well i don't know if you guys know this but when there was that hole in the uh turtles franchise apparently the series was still going somewhere else like they there was a whole other season of that like season three just didn't really play here and that's when we got biker mice and street sharks Mm -hmm. and double dragon and all that stuff like and a lot of those shows came uh, on the usa network yeah yes they used to play cartoons guys and they played them after school as well Right. Oh yeah, that was that was something you did right after school is watch Fox Kids and look, you know, try to catch all the shows Fox you missed. Kids, um, then USA, and then you went on to your Nicktoons. Yep. Oh, don't right. forget sometimes CBS too. Oh yeah. But yeah, anyhow, moving on to the cultural and personal impact of Power Rangers on us and on um, the world. It's again, it's really weird that we're going into 28 seasons of this show. And it only kind of fell off like once, in my opinion, to where it didn't really have a fan base. And that was um, when Disney bought them and they tried to bring Mighty Morphin back. Well, right. Actually, I, can see, I oh, agree ahead, with that. I'm sorry. So, so I agree with that in, in, in uh, for a few reasons. Um, because first of all, Power Rangers exploded when it came out and it exploded so much they tried to actually do other shows to kind of mimic or bring it in, like Mask Rider. A.K.A. Common Rider and and VR Troopers and they were all But the thing about it was why I think it kind of fell off during that era is, you know, all the way until that point, you're able to watch Power Rangers without having cable. 
it was on a local televised show. And when I actually went to Disney, you had to have cable for it. And, and I'll be one of them. I didn't have cable at that period of time. And I fell off of Power Rangers completely off the shows pretty much from that point on. Um, so, I mean, I think that could have been one of the reasons. That was that part of it. But again, it was Disney. so And they didn't know how to use the franchise that they had. Like, Wild Force was the last of the Saban era, of the original Saban era. And then Ninja Storm... Um, SPD, Mystic Force, RPM, and then Mighty Morphin Rehash were all Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, my problem is, like, I, I get the nostalgic aspect of it. Like, that's why we still buy Mighty Morphin toys to this day. As much as we complain about it now with Hasbro having a license that they're redoing Mighty Morphin toys, we all still buy them. <laughs> oh, yeah, we do. But, I mean, the problem is, the problem with the Disney stuff is you didn't they didn't put out quality. Like what Hasbro's doing now is, you know, Hasbro's re-releasing the Dragon Dagger. I'm buying one. Like, it's dope. I have one and I'm buying the new one. Uh, I bought the White Ranger helmet. I've been buying Lightning Collection figures. Whatever Megazords they do, I'm going to buy. Morphers, I'll do. It's because they're putting out quality product. Disney and Bandai put out a Dragon Dagger with a lightsaber hilt. Do y'all remember that happening in the show? Do you remember when Tommy was a Jedi? Because I don't. <laughs> they, I did, I did, they, wait, they did that? Yeah. What a- I was sad. I didn't even know they did that, to be honest. Yeah, look it up. There's a Dragon Dagger toy from Hasbro that the end of the handle extended into a, quote, energy sword. Wow. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why. Nobody knows why. And that was also around the time, because remember, yet again, going back to Mighty Morphin, as kids, we didn't get a Green Ranger Morpher in the States. So when Disney re-put out Mighty Morphin, uh, that was the one thing I wanted. I was like, all right, they're going to do a Green Ranger Morphin now. I don't even care if it looks like the 93 one. Just give me a Green Ranger Morphin with the Dragon Coin and the Gold Morpher. I'll buy it. And they did, but it wasn't a Morpher. It was one of those minifigure playsets. And uh, yeah. Yeah, that was stupid. Hmm. I can. I did not know all that until just now. Now it has my interest. I'll be looking that up later. Yeah, but, they were uh, terrible, I mean, terrible. Toys. I do know that the toy line when Disney took over was pretty bad. Because um, I mean, you got lifelong, you know, fans like ourselves who've been in it from the beginning, who loved it from the beginning, and you know, getting things that are you know half baked, half you know, uh, done. It doesn't doesn't suit our needs. I do know that there was a poll. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was before Megaforce. If they're actually going to continue Power Rangers because it was falling off. Well, so the thing is with Disney, um, I remember I remember uh, what you were talking about there, uh, Stouffer. It was because Disney wanted to be done shooting new seasons because they felt like it was getting a little bit expensive. And there was a whole reason they got the, the production got shipped off to New Zealand in the first place. So what Disney wanted yeah. to do was um, move everything into syndication and just air reruns and just keep collecting the money that way off of the merch and, you know, just, you know, licensing Power Rangers to different, you know, channels and networks and just playing on, on things that they own. Like, if they still had it, trust me, it would be on Disney+. Plus. However, uh, with that said, with Power Rangers and Disney, I, I always, I, and I feel this way, honestly, to this day, this is because this is before Disney acquired Marvel. Power Rangers was the guinea pig to see if a superhero franchise would work under the Disney banner. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. 
Absolutely. So and they half they half-assed it the whole way through. They didn't do terrible with Sm- Ninja Storm is one of my favorites. Uh, SPD is probably in my top five. Easy. RP- Easy. SPD in my top, top five. five. RPM is definitely in my top five because RPM went to a place with Disney that I didn't think it was going to go. Going post-apocalyptic, other dimension, like super dark, like that really made me go, wow, Power Rangers is getting good, man. And then that ended and they're like, oh yeah, well, uh, here's Mighty Morphin again. And I was like, what, man? Like, Shin, Shin Kendra's out in Japan. That's what you guys should be doing next is something with Samurais. And they didn't. Well, Disney didn't. Uh, and then we got the Neo-Saban era because Saban was like, I want my show back. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't making no serious any serious money off of anything else. Like, like no, at that time, he didn't really have anything. Yeah. I mean, he, they're, the Saban Entertainment Group is, you know, they're responsible for a lot of, a lot of shows, especially like children's shows and things like that, uh, that we saw growing up. But nothing he he's done is as successful or as well known as Power Rangers. Right. Right. I mean, Saban, Heim Saban and Shuki Levy did a lot of music for kids' cartoons and stuff that we were growing up with. And a lot of people didn't realize that mm-hmm. because, like Dee said, Power Rangers was his big takeoff. And uh, honestly, like it, again, like we're talking about it 28 years later, we're still talking about this as grown men. And like, yes, at its core, it's a kid show, but that kid show taught me about teamwork, taught me about friendship, and taught me about togetherness, something that a lot of TV shows didn't have because they were busy trying to sell me an arcade cabinet that turned into a jet ski <clears throat> street sharks <laughs> <laughs> no i agree with you um especially when it comes to friendship the one thing uh, in the sense with the early years when we were younger uh watching the first gen of uh, power rangers is the fact of you know you got these group of friends and they did you know get into fights or disagreements and they worked past it and it worked past their fears and worked past any kind of opposition um, and for us being that young, that did have an impact on us. At least it did for me, because you know you learn how to deal with life situations. Because we all know life is hard and it sucks and it'll beat you to the ground. Right, right. And I mean, uh, aside from the the '90s, you know, public service announcements that they had to do at the end of the episode. Uh, honestly, it did teach. It ta- taught a lot of life lessons through the eyes of people that you could relate to. Because these were all supposed to be teenagers and they had teenage life problems for the most part. Like they, they did have some stuff that was like, you know, aside from the otherworldly and fighting aliens and stuff, some of their problems were like, okay, nobody really goes through this. <laughs> right. And I mean, even, and you and you had, of course, at the same time, and, and I know this is going to uh, kind of go the opposite of the impact, but uh, actually kind of does impact is as much as it was impacting us in, in, a, in a way that was seemed positive, the parents, on the other hand, saw it as negative and was trying to protest Power Rangers. If you guys remember that, well, that's we're going to say there, were, there was a lot of kids, uh, a lot of kids who were like, I guess, you know, being rough and playing rough and play fighting a lot right. more. And- we're we're going to say we're going to go and say some parents on that because see, and I know all three of us grew up similar ways to where. Our parents were like, this is fake. This is real. Don't do the fake in the real. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, like too many parents, parents weren't raising their kids. <laughs> well, right. Like too many parents don't do that now. And too many parents didn't do that then. And that's why, like, 
little Tom, Dick, and Harry were doing, were playing Power Rangers and kicking each other in the head in the yard because they didn't know any better. Like, you know, whereas we knew, like, if you kick your brother, you're going to hurt it. <laughs> but, like, uh, and then did you guys know that um, moving forward in season three, the reason that we didn't see them use their blade blasters much was because of the parent groups? Yep, for the, the guns and they didn't use any more weapons, actually. It was like the guns. Uh, season three, season three, we got the power blaster, but that was so fake that, like, you know, not the power blaster, the power cannon. Yeah. But that was so, like, it was gargantuan that it was they didn't like, yeah. Now, with that, like, because shortly after, only a few years later, uh, after the premiere, we got the Power Rangers, the movie. Yeah. And that, to me, was the most epic thing at that time. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, I can tell you, I, as, as, a, as a kid, all right, you got to get look at a kid's mentality, but I remember this like it was yesterday. I was begging my parents to go see this, and only because they said, in theaters only. And in my little head, I thought, in the only way I'll ever see this is in theaters, otherwise I'll never see it, ever. <laughs> Not thinking that'll eventually come on VHS. Oh yeah, that, um, that language is there for a reason. <laughs> yeah, so, so I uh, begged my uh, parents to see it, my dad ended up taking me to it, and I was just like glued to there watching every bit of it i absolutely love that movie oh yeah yeah for sure um but, but i mean by this point too we had the three new rangers we had uh rocky adam and aisha mm-hmm. uh, the one thing about the power rangers movie that always drew me was the fact that it wasn't canon right well i mean i was until i was you know older you know in my teens before i you know realized super sentai was an actual thing oh yeah. you know I didn't get into it, so I didn't know that was not actually American until I was a little bit older, until I realized that. Well, what bothered me about the movie, like, I love the movie to this day, I still watch it. What bothered me about the movie was the fact that shortly thereafter, somebody's having computer problems on the show right now. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> me. I'm struggling over here. I had to get behind the actual computers. <laughs> I'm good. Something, um, the one thing that bothered me was Okay, we go see the movie, they get these cool suits, they get these cool ninja powers, they get these cool ninja swords, and then we go back on Saturday morning and we watch the cartoon, not the cartoon, the TV show, and none of that happened. <laughs> right, because they did they did its own thing with Ninja and all that stuff. Yeah, which, I mean, I liked. Like, I like Ninja a lot. I like uh, the, the ninja powers that he gave them and all that. That was pretty cool, but you hype me up for these suits and these swords and, like, the weapons and... The, the grand power and then you go back to TV and you're like wait a minute uh and then the way they got us to buy leftover movie toys was by introducing everybody's favorite from Mighty Morphin season 3 metallic armor <laughs> yep and then and of course you had was it I think it was McDonald's that super capitalized on it with their hey, the toys know, those McDonald's toys were dope though yeah they were they were they were some of the best McDonald's kids Happy Meal toys we ever got. And they weren't actually Happy Meal toys. Happy Meal toys were like little Ranger accessories. You had when oh, yeah. when you got the Happy Meal, you had to um, request one of the uh, the Ranger figures. You couldn't pick what you what you got, but you could get. Didn't you have to buy them separately? You had to buy them separately, but you had to purchase a Happy. Meal. So you kind of got two toys, but you had to pay like five extra dollars. Right, yeah, those weren't cheap either because you got the Ranger and you got the Zord vehicle. 
that was back in the era when like McDonald's pulled up, you know, had the coolest stuff. I mean, back even when they had like, you know, Batman Forever and stuff, they had those cool mugs and all that stuff. You can get the collectibles. Oh, yeah. Um, that was that was when like McDonald's toys and, and, and merchandise was at its prime, in my opinion. You can get all this stuff and the quality of the toys are great, too. Uh, the figures uh, especially were almost as good as something you get at the store, too, believe it or not. Oh, yeah, we know. Um, jumping ahead a little bit, moving back into from the movie, uh, from Power, from Mighty Morphin, the movie, uh, they did a sequel of sorts called uh, Turbo, a Power Rangers movie, which is a direct sequel to uh, Zeo. And uh, I understand as an adult now, I understand why that movie catches the flack it does. Because it, for it to be a sequel, like they never explained why they had to go past Zeo to Turbo when Zeo was supposed to be the greatest power in the yeah, universe. The Zeo crystal was a perpetual energy generator, and 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 theory they would have never needed new powers, but which has now cool been further explained. And Dave will know this. D, I know you're behind, but now that has been further explained in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers comic from Boom Studios. Well, what happened? <laughs> well, Please tell me. After Shattered Grid, after Shattered Grid, there's a group of Rangers going uh, uh, still on the other dimension, um, and that's a storyline called Beyond the Grid. And that features Heckle from Dino Charge, Tanya from Zeo, Mike from Lost Galaxy, Andros, Carone. Yeah, I saw. I saw a little bit of that. Uh, Ranger Slayer, Kimberly, and what was it? Cam from Ninja Storm, Dave. Yep. I want to say yes. It is. Yeah. And at one point in time, well, they're actually in this dimension, they're battling against the Morphin Master, which is really, really cool. But uh, they end up on a planet entirely comprised of Zeo crystals. And not only is that decided that it's a perpetual energy source, but Tanya also has a connection to it because of being Zeo Ranger 2 still. And I thought that was really cool. She could feel it as they got closer. Like she literally had like almost like a spider sense or like a connection to the force of the Zeo crystal. And I was like, man, this is a really cool connection that they never talked about in the show. And that's actually one of the things I wanted to cover. This is why this whole idea came up in the first place for this episode was uh, Stopper was talking to me about it. Um, the comics have given us a whole new connection to the television show because it's filling in little gaps about stuff that we didn't know. Mm -hmm. Or like little plot holes that, you know, for a TV show, for a 22 minute episode, they didn't care about back in the day. Now we're getting those answers. Like, um, D, I'm not sure if you knew, Jason, uh, Trini, and Zach were not at a peace conference. Well, where the heck were they? <laughs> they were on a secret mission for the Blue Morphin Master um, fixing the, in the Morphin uh, Grid energy leaks into our dimension from Shattered Grid as the Omega Rangers. Yeah, now I'm lost. <laughs> yeah it, 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 it's actually a great tie-in to be honest with you because it's like you know from when we watched the show as a kid when they just left they left in a hurry because at the time we didn't know that there was a dispute on set but the fact that they left and we never really heard from them again until you know jason came back as the gold ranger but the fact that they kind of tie it in into the comics where they actually have a really unique purpose and they actually had to keep it hush hush from the other rangers until recent uh comic issues yeah and it's just it was just a great kind of sense of uh purpose that these three still had 
and they still had that connection um, even though they're not part of Zordon's specific team. Right. I thought that was really, really dope. And I, I, I misspoke. I said Blue Morphin Master. I meant Blue Emissary of the Morphin Masters. Um, D, what you'd like about them is we only see three Morphin Masters and throughout the comics it's uh, red, blue, and yellow. But their bodies are constantly in flux and you see them shifting between different rangers. all rangers. Yeah. And it is so cool. That was one of the coolest things. That I'd love to see like animated or live action. Um, but I mean, it's also something that they can do in comic form that might not necessarily translate well into live action or animation. And for those who have never like read the comics at all, I'm telling you, the the comics are one of the best storylines I've read in a long time. Easily. Um, and, and, and you're talking to you know some who have we've grew up on comics we've read comics pretty much our whole lives and this is by far like one of the best i've read in the past few years um and one of the things about it of course it kind of starts off shortly after tommy becomes the green ranger and joins the team um it starts off there but when they get into Deccan, um and they uh, kind of show what would happen if Tommy actually decided to stay evil and stay on the side of Rita until he overthrows her and becomes a ruler. Holy crap. That exploded everything that ever had to do with Power Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. And I know Dee and I have talked about this because uh, he was with me when I met the writer of Shattered Grid, Kyle Higgins. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dee has beef with his heroes going rogue. <laughs> <laughs> to a certain extent, yeah. Yeah, but uh, uh, what I like about this is this is not the Tommy that we grew up with. This is an alternate dimension Tommy, so that kind of makes it, that, that kind of gives a justification in my eyes. And what I really like about it is seeing that potential realized because we knew, t- like Tommy had a dark side from the jump. Aside from when Rita picked him, Tommy was that rough and tumble kid before he was the Green Ranger. And like to see that expanded upon and to see more of that and then to see him them break the spell of the sword of darkness and him go who the hell says i want to be a good guy how was like what <laughs> and then you find out more about it man like it's just it's really cool and i'm surprised that hasbro uh, hasn't sold me his helmet yet because i bet they're going to or am i uh, on the island by myself right now wait 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 i'm wait. here yeah. Now we're here. I have to connect on my data. We're we're definitely here. Yes, we are. Uh, is everybody still here? Okay. Yeah. We've been here. Um, I'm having issues with my internet, <laughs> so my um entire like connection just so I just immediately had the I had the idea to just switch to my data, which is fine. Your internet couldn't handle the epicness of this yeah, conversation. Uh, you were That's saying something about uh, Tommy saying who the heck said I want to be a good guy. Yeah, yeah. That, I thought that was pretty dope to see this version of Tommy who turns into Lord Draken. After they break the spell, they're like, okay, you can join us now. And he says, who says I want to join you? I don't know what I want to do. And then he right. leaves and he uses his power to subjugate humanity. And then like Dave said, he eventually throw, overthrows uh, Rita. And uh, man, it just it's so cool to see like a bunch of what ifs, <laughs> excuse me, but it fills in the gaps to uh, what we've seen before. And I, I like that. Like, I like how this comic is its own thing. 
but it also goes along with the TV show that you watch, especially going through now. I'm doing a rewatch of Mighty Morphin with Layla, my daughter, and um, it's really cool to to see like um, Dave. I know you haven't read much Go Go, right? Yeah, Go Go. I, I read a few issues, but I honestly couldn't get into okay, it. Okay, so I checked it out on Hoopla um, to download for free, you know, through the library. Uh, it, it's right. a better read for free. <laughs> um, the, the last few issues are, are better because they're actually lined up with what's going on in Mighty Morphin. So I recommend checking them out. But okay. so D in the and Go Go, which is a another comic, but it's a uh, more like a look at their daily lives as opposed to just being Power yeah. Rangers. Uh, it's kind of boring in the beginning until we actually get more at. You're, re- you're basically reading a Power Rangers version version of Saved by the Bell. <laughs> that was my opinion of it. Um, but that's what I got at first, you know. Well, I think the I think the comics are cool, and obviously I stopped you know following them after I was done with Shattered Grid. However, um, like you know, I still for the most part go with our original canon because some things just don't sit right with me. I can understand that, um, and, and, and it, you know, for the most part, they actually still stay kind of canon on this. It's just they're giving you other perspectives to look at because all in the end, it kind of still goes into that same direction. Um, but I could definitely understand where it coming from. It's kind of like you know, in the sense of when we see, uh, you know, when they re redo universes and stuff with like Marvel and DC and. I have returned. I think we're still waiting on Stoper. Yeah, what happened? Um, my internet kicked me. Oh, I thought it was me again. This has been a weird internet day. Yeah. Yeah, weird. Uh, I just sent him an invite. Alrighty. Well, Will the we upside. Put... Yeah, it's saved. I'll be able to mer- put the two together. I'll just put the uh, add the um, ad roll in the middle and go from there. Oh, sweet. There we go. All right. All right. Stover's back. Yeah. Blazing Viper 2000. <laughs> Name I created back when I was like 10 years old. <laughs> <laughs> it works. It does. Well, my, my, uh, my internet kicked me. That's what happened for some odd reason, but now everything's back on. That's happened the other night, too, while we're sitting at home just chilling. The internet just went out, and now it came back. We know we're off yes. on the bill, so. Yeah, your internet kicked you? It's better than me kicking you. Oh, ha, true. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm sitting at my dining room table. I can see my TV from here, and I saw my Wi-Fi go out on my phone, and um, my TV, my Chromecast was trying to reconnect to the internet. So I was like, oh, that's cool. Internet's out. That's awesome. In the middle of a podcast, too. Right. right. Like, I, like I told D, Dave, I'll just put the uh, the ad roll in the middle of the, the episode. Okay. So I'll be able to split it there. So whatever. Um, yeah, but before that happened, uh, Stouffer was in the middle of a point about um, I mentioned how I was how I just kind of stick to our original canon for the most part. Yeah, um, just basically in the sense of uh, it sticks to the canon for the most part, but it gives you a nice kind of perspective of seeing 
um, just different little things. But, you know, look at how many times, and I can understand you being upset because look at what they've done with Marvel and DC and how many times they reset the universe. Right. You know, yeah. they change things. I mean, yeah, that upsets some of us because some things we really did not like. For instance, I did not like the change of Harley Quinn's origin story. I really despise that. Um, and that's just, a, but that's what's considered canon now. So I, I can, I can understand, you know, your, your point, Dan, in the sense of keeping it, you know, straight to the original and without it going too, uh, too far off. You know what, but what I like about it though, is this opens the doors for, for other things too. Like, I mean, we get, we had a Pink Ranger miniseries, which was really dope. Uh, uh it ran a little long, ran a little long. Shouldn't have been six issues. Should have been like four. <laughs> Uh, we got the Justice League Power Rangers crossover, which was really fun. It was actually really decent, to be honest with you. Right, and that's uh, speaking, of, speaking of crossovers, guys. I, right now, I am following the Ninja Turtles uh, Power Rangers crossover. Uh, it's cool, but I'm not a fan of you know Green Ranger Shredder. I think that's freaking stupid. But uh, what issue yeah, are you cool. on? Three. Okay, read four. Yeah, I'm not there yet. Okay, read four. <laughs> Okay, read four. So when we get done and you get done hanging with India, read four. All right. Yeah, that's that's not a joke. It's not a request. That's me telling you to read four because everything's going to make a whole hell of a lot more sense. Read four. Okay. <laughs> you know, when they um, when they did with the comics, because I'll tell you, the comics are, are absolutely fantastic. And, they, you know, they kind of, I don't want to say bring life back to the originals, but they really kind of spark things. But they and do, it, right? And I mean, that's especially with with the upsurge of nostalgia and the upsurge of Mighty Morphin stuff that's been coming out. Like yet again, we complain about them doing Mighty Morphin, but then when they do something good, Mighty Morphin like the comic, that's when I'm okay with it. Um, would I like to see more high end toys for the show that's on air? Like, would I like to see a better Gold and Silver Ranger Morpher for Beast Morphers? Absolutely. That toy itself was kind of cool, but it's a Nerf gun with no lights, no sounds, and you don't use the new keys that they created for it. So I'm like, why'd you even make this? Like, whereas we could have gotten a better morpher with lights and sounds and stuff, but instead they're like, hey, guys, here's the White Ranger helmet. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and also, um, with that said, um, when it comes to the franchise and then doing new things or, or trying to expand the universe a little bit, I'm going to make a point that um, Hasbro made when they took over the Power Rangers franchise. Um, Saban never really fully utilized Power Rangers to its full potential. Nope, not past Mighty Morphin, you didn't. Nope. Uh, I think they gave up around Zeo, and, and, and I really would say like the end of Zeo going into Turbo. I read an article uh, in high school. Uh, this was like back in 2004. I found a really old article from a magazine. It might have been an Entertainment Weekly, and they were covering um, and on one of the pages the Turbo movie. This is a this is a long time ago. Um, anyway, I read that like like a lot of us at the time we were kind of aging out of Power Rangers, so they were like losing that audience. So they didn't really know how to get new kids to really try to watch Power Rangers. And they definitely lost all of us after the end of the, uh, the uh, in space side. Right. Because we were all like teenagers. I know by the time in space was getting ready to end, I was into other stuff. I was watching WWE at that point. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, and actually, it was supposed to end after in space. When yeah, Zordon, in space, in space, space was supposed to be the finale. 
Yeah, but then they got the highest ratings in the history of the show. It was like, oh, never mind. It's going to continue. Well, it's because when they got rid of Zordon, when he went off and they had the replacement, I can't remember her name top of my head, but... Demetria. Demetria. Yeah, it just kind of went downhill from there because everyone loved Zordon. No one realized how much Zordon had an impact. And, and then Tommy, Rocky, and right. Adam, I, Adam and Tanya, they were all gone. Cats right, when you're doing too many transitions at once. Yeah, um, I understood why, like, Adam and and Rocky and Tommy and Kat and Aisha left. <laughs> Not Aisha, Tanya, rather. When, why they left. Um, I didn't like the Zordon transition, like you guys said. I didn't really dig that because, like, they could have done a lot better with that. And uh, I didn't like Alpha 6. Oh, Alpha 6 was horrible. <laughs> At all. Um, hey, yo, Rangers, what the heck is going on here? Yeah, uh, I love Divatox as a villain. I would have liked Demetria more had they have gone into the obvious backstory that Divatox and Demetria were sisters, but they didn't do that. They, they should have done that because they had the same reactress initially before Hillary Shepard Turner left on, um, well, after she left for maternity leave, she came back. Yeah. But it's like, dude, like, do something with this. Yeah, and they set it up. They set it up. They hint around the fact that they're sisters. That's something they could do, CD. That's why they make these comics, because that's something they could do in the comics later now. You know, let me, so speaking of the comics, one thing I would like to see the comics do is like, because we knew there were at least um, maybe eight to 10 Rangers roaming around and, and, and within the universe during the time of the invasion of in space and all that stuff right yeah when that like like that 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 big finale it was like a two-parter or something like that yep now i want to know what what zach and trini adam aisha taya tommy all of them i want to know what they were doing when all this was happening because the world was getting torn apart they didn't have powers well it's assumed that you know some of them still had their zeomorphers as we saw that tommy still had his so why not the others yeah. So I want to know what they were all what they were all up to during that time. Where, where was where they were in the world attacked or like what was going on? I would like to see that whole film. That'd be really cool. That'd be really that cool. Actually, would be great. That's, that's an issue all in all in itself because it'll run parallel. Right. No, that would uh, that would actually be cool because in the sense, let's say that they were actually fighting you know, and stuff, and um, somehow, you know, they, you know, they still had their morphing abilities, uh, because I, you know, say it gave their morphers away, but still, if they're able to even, let's say Tommy morph, but after the command center got destroyed, then you see him lose his powers and be like, hey, what is going on now? Right. You know, and they go into a series of that, which kind of leads to in space. Right, that'd be really cool, especially because you know these guys weren't just resting on their laurels, they were fighting. You know, they weren't sitting around going, uh, we already did this. You know, they weren't pulling a Goku like, the kids can save the Earth now. <laughs> right. I'm going to go train in heaven. <laughs> right. Mm. Right. It definitely would be dope to see um, Tom, what Tommy was doing, Zach, Jason. Well, actually, we don't know what is going to happen with the Omega Ranger team yet. They could still be, like, like D said, they could be out in the universe as protectors of the universe. No. Yeah, but still, like, where were the where, where if that's the case with them, then fine. But where was everyone else? Yeah, like, where was Tommy? What was Tommy doing? Like, he clearly becomes a professor sometime after that. But what was he doing? What was what well, Jason would have been with the Morphin Master thing? That right. whole situation, right? But where was but Adam, Rocky, Rocky, Rocky yeah. Aisha, and Tanya? 
It'd be nice. I, mean, to- I would love to. I would love to see them like during all that chaos of of the um, the uh, what's it called the the United Alliance of Evil. Yeah, it's crazy. I remember that. I would love to see during that time how they just link up together and they're, they're like, okay, man. Well, does anybody have a morpher? Is anybody willing to still fight? All right, well, let's do this. Yeah, especially because you know Billy being an Aquatar would have done something. Yeah, because Aquatar was attacked too. Yep. Aquatar, um, what was the green? Triforia was attacked. Yep. Um, KL35. KL35, Earth, and I don't think anywhere else was attacked. Well, other places were attacked. I, I, would, say, I would say Miranoi was attacked too, but that, that doesn't count. Yeah, other places were attacked, but they weren't mentioned. Let's let's go there. Well, uh, let's, well, I, go, go ahead. ahead. Okay, so the thing about with the comics especially is that they have so much they can use and so many things they can um, use from different kind of things if they want to branch off and do a new series with you know re- rangers in the future or even in the past they can do so the fact right. that we're almost issue number 50 and this is its first like run it's had since i don't know since when it's the 90s i think so last time they actually did a rangers comic that didn't last long and this is a this is a fantastic run uh, for right. being its first and it's still going strong and um, what I like, too, is they have done that already. Um, well, because we know with Megaforce, which, well, Super Megaforce, I'm sorry, was uh, most of our least favorite series. Uh, it wasn't my least favorite. Don't get me don't get me started. It wasn't my least favorite. But anyhow, what I was going at was the fact, excuse me, that they use powers of Ranger teams that we'd never seen before in the States. And one of those teams was the Supersonic Rangers, which was based on uh, Flash. Man, I think from Japan. I can't remember. Maskman, Maskman, Maskman. Yeah, Maskman. Um, anyhow, they did a comic featuring the Maskman or the, the the Supersonic Ranger team uh, called the Psycho Pass, which is about the birth of the Green Psycho Ranger, which we didn't get until we got the comics. And I thought that was the coolest thing. I don't know. I I don't. I, I know. I told Dave to read it. I'm not sure if you got to it. Um, it's definitely worth checking out and to see like the old team and to see the connections with like dark oh, specter featured in it yeah is that when when um i forgot what the late the lady's name was she was the red ranger and the guy was the pink ranger no no no, no 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 that was that was mighty morphin still okay this supersonic team was like a team from super sentai from back in the day that they used and they made into a ranger team so that was really really dope um and then I like, uh, I know, Stouffer, you said you just finished Soul of the Dragon the other day. Yes, I did. I finally got around to reading that. And is that a Power Rangers thing? Yep. It is. It is it's a specific it's Old Man Tommy. Story. Yeah. Old Man Tommy with his um, Master Morpher, and he's basically out to save his kid is pretty much where it comes down to. But his Morpher, Master Morpher's correct. Anytime he morphed, he would destroy the power coin that he morphed into. So he could only use it for a short period of time. So it kind of is like it's Tommy's considered a last run because he's old now and he's broken in a sense. He's having, you know, issues with his back and spinal cord. And, you know, uh, so you kind of get like kind of a finale last run of Tommy, uh, which I thought was is a decent story. But as Jackson and I were talking about the other day, it should have been a like, a whole arc or a whole series in itself because it kind of got well, really quick. 
Is this that thing that JDF's been posting on like no. um, on his Instagram with that weird you still there? With the gold? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Hello. Where's you? Yeah, I, we're D drops. You. I did. No, you didn't. I can hear you, D. Huh. I see him as connecting on my end. Yeah, he's. Uh, the, I, oh, there you are. There you are. Okay. Well, I, I was saying that. Um, I, is this what that thing JDF's been posting on his um, nope, that's, Instagram? That's not Power Rangers. That's why I asked. What is that? It's a Kickstarter film with Bat in the Sun called Soul of not called uh, Legend of the White Dragon. That is. Oh, that's what that is. Not Power Rangers, like, but hey, it's totally it's Power like Rangers. Halo. Yeah. It's not Power Rangers, but it's totally Power Rangers. <laughs> But yeah, Soul of the Dragon is a future story with Tommy where he's married and have, they have a son. And Actually, in um, the Dimensions in Danger episode, his son is uh, name drop. D. What's, what's, what's his son's name? JJ. Is there a JJ in any of the current seasons? Nope. JJ is a... Well, this will be... This is, I'd probably say... What do you think, Dave? Like 10, 10 20 years from now? Um, I think from that Master Morpher um, episode that they had with him in there, um, I think it's about 20 years. Uh, maybe not that long. Well, we don't know how old JJ was in that episode either because they don't show him. Yeah, but it so it looks like he was, he was like a, a teenager or someone maybe in his early 20s is what it looked like in the comics. Yeah, because his son's a cadet at SPDD. Right. Hmm. So, so the fact that, he, you know, it's been a long time, but it you know what one of the things in that comic was it showed him being in the last battle before he kind of retired and where the morpher crashed right. um you know they show kind of visions of that like i say should have been into a mini series uh that should have lasted at least double the issues what we got in my opinion yeah, yeah it'd but, still be nice to, to see but, like ninja or make the master morpher and gave it to him and explain how ninja was able to tap into other powers that ninja had nothing to do with <laughs> but I have to say, one of the things I really enjoyed about that comic, um, that that little short story in itself, was when Tommy and Finster was basically kind of friends at that point. You know, he goes up and asks him about things, and he here's with his whole bunch of clay collections, you know, and they're right. still, you know, they're kind of friends because after the Zordon wave is what they call it, when um, like Rita and Zed actually became good again, where the the evil in the universe was kind of broken at the time, you know? Well, Spencer yeah. was never, like, that's also explained in the comics, too. Spencer's not really evil. Um, It's, it's kind of hard to explain without spoiling it. I definitely recommend reading these books. Um, But yeah, they, 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 they go into some great detail on this stuff, and is there more that we could see? Absolutely. Is there more that they're probably going to do? Yeah, especially because, I guess, issue 50 is uh, gonna have a spoiler cover. Like there's going to be a blind bag cover because it's a spoiler to the issue because somebody's making an appearance in the comics that has never been in the comics before. And I don't know who that could be. But I'll tell you what, you better pick up issue number 50. <laughs> oh, for sure. Because if uh, anyone does not know this, if you have the issue zero copy um, on Power Rangers, it's actually worth quite a bit of money, depending Some on what the cover you have. Like, yeah, depending like on one, the cover, there's like 18 covers. So, <laughs> hold on, and, let me and, look at my cover. And and even the reprint. Hey, I have issue zero with Zach on it. Yeah, yeah. I think yours is about like 10 bucks, D. 
Oh shit. The uh, <laughs> like the third, there's second and third printing of them because they did. I think they modified things on the third printing, if I recall correctly, on a few covers. But like, if you have, you know, the Green Ranger cover on there, I think that's the most right now. The green and white yeah. are up there. They they well yeah. they keep fluxing. They keep going up and down. What about those Japanese samurai uh, covers that I saw at Lexington one year? That is that like the same comic just with different covers? Yeah, I actually I think that's issue one. Yeah, I think it was issue one. Issue zero is what everyone's kind of going for. I mean, you got some issues like you have the first issue of Dakin and stuff like that. But sure that's, that's, a, that's a whole whole other, as you would say, episode to talk about. You know the the cost of some of these comics. Right, we can get into that later. <laughs> but yeah, speaking uh, of speaking of comics, I'm going to plug myself real quick. Well, nobody else is going to look at it except for you guys. Have you? Are you guys all caught up with my comic on the Neo page? Sure am. Oh, dude, yeah. All right, I wasn't sure. Like Stouffer, you were off of Facebook for a while, so you missed a whole bunch of seasons. I so know. Sure I had I had to spend a whole afternoon catching up. I'm uh, just like I got the worst part was trying to find it all. So yeah, it's in the album yeah. section on the page. Yeah, I I, I realized that after the fact, but yeah, I went <laughs> I went and I uh, got myself caught. And indeed, I'll tell you what, you've done such a tremendous job. Oh yeah, um, on the on the series that and, and and I'll put it in there. Having Rio and all the Street Fighters into your series happened before what they did with the Power Rangers. Yeah, I, I think somebody's on our page just to like, feed them information, but I don't care. I'm not whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Ryu Ranger and the Chun Li Ranger. Yeah, pretty much. They, um, I guess they, someone saw what I was doing and they liked it. <laughs> Someone's and, rich because of it now. <laughs> imitation is the highest form of flattery. Yeah. Until it gets annoying, but you know. Until they, until you don't get a check cut. <laughs> yeah, well, look at look at it this way: when we see Transformers and Power Rangers doing some kind of comic, you know somebody's really watching. Oh yeah, well, I mean, honestly though, you know that's coming now. Yeah. Because Hasbro, like, if they don't do a Power Rangers Transformers crossover, they messed up. If they don't do a My Little Pony Transformer um, Power Rangers crossover, they messed up. Well, well I'm they're kind of good but, anyway. With the, I mean, Transformers just got done with Ghostbusters teaming up. Right you know, now they're doing and, Terminator, and now they're doing Terminator. Which uh, I'll tell you what I, I do not. I have not read an issue yet of that, but I did. I do love the covers uh, so far of what they have of those. Yeah, yeah, the covers yeah. are pretty. And real, real, um, real quick. When it comes to my comic, the concept I'm ha- I have for the Zords is that they are sparkless Transformers, and that's why the Power Rangers have to operate them. If you guys caught that, I kind of figured. Okay, that's what you Cybertronian tech. Yeah, I kind of figured. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. But yeah. Thank you guys for watching. Looking oh, at that for oh, me. Oh yeah. yeah I, I'll tell you what. I, I I enjoy when people take passion, um, into into their work, and you know, and actually, how much of it's developed too, you know, from where you having, uh, just little action figures thrown out everywhere to where you're at now, it's been great. No, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, you do a good you do a good job with the story. You keep us attached, and I hate you every week. I like the cliffhangers, and it makes me mad. <laughs> you are the worst to keep us on the edge of our seat. I'm like, but yeah. but but no, I need to know what happens next. 
if D even knows what happens next, maybe he's making this on the fly and be like, oh, wait a minute, this would be good. <laughs> I've had this season that I'm that we're working on, I'm working on right now. I've had this one written in my head for about six months. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know every character is supposed to say, do, and where they're supposed to be. The problem is the articulation of the acting figures. That is the truth. Yep. The, the problem is more lightning collection figures keep coming out and you keep buying them and adding them to your story. yep (laughs) how'd they get the ZL powers I don't know I bought the figure and he upgraded (laughs) (laughs) why is he a combiner now I don't know I bought the figure (laughs) wait humans can combine wait a minute this is new (laughs) that's gonna be a funny one right I mean it's kind of like you know Kamen Rider W in a sense in a sense kind of sort of Kamen Rider's a whole other ball of wax. We'll get into that on a future episode. Yeah, yeah I, man, I, I like as far as the tokus, Tokusatsu stuff when it comes to Kamen Rider, I'm like, I, I like it, but I just and, it, and he, every suit looks so badass to me for the most part. But it's just like I've never been able to like get into it. Well, you, I just just have you have like four more days to watch the original series on Pluto TV. Actually, it's all on Tubi too for free. Uh, Dave, did you no, see? Really. Did you see the announcement they made today, David? I did not see the announcement they made today. What is the announcement they made today? Team Rider announced. Well, they teased, and I, I told John this a couple weeks ago that I figured this was going to happen. Um, so we got all of the original Common Rider, which they called the Showa era. We got season one of that, the complete series, and I was like, huh. They said something else is coming in May. I wonder if they're going to jump from Showa to Heisei, which is the next era of Kamen Rider, and do Kamen Rider Kuga. Guess what they teased today? What did they do? Kamen Rider Kuga is coming on Friday. That's cool. Yeah, I'm super excited. Because that means if they do that, then maybe we'll get Kamen Rider Zero One, the current series, in a few months here, too, and to start out the Reiwa era, which would be really dope. Now all we need, actually, you know what, 2D, they are, are playing Super Sentai on Pluto as well. Oh, really? Yeah, I watched the last... Is it on the anime Is it on the anime channel? It's on Tokushatsu. They have their own channel, 691. Uh, yeah, I must have I scrolled past that a few times then. Yeah. I've only had Pluto for about a, a week. Yeah, it's on there. And then uh, they're playing Ultraman Leo, too. I'm not a huge Ultraman fan, but like I know some people are. Um Screw Ultraman. Like, I mean, that's cool and dandy, but I want to see those reruns of Superhuman Samurai. <laughs> Where is that show? Uh, It's six, like six bucks a box set on Amazon. Yeah, I was going to say that that it's very cheap to get it now. Um, they did have it. I can't remember what streaming network. They had it on there for a little bit. And uh, boy, is that bring back memories and memories of, wow, I didn't know acting was that bad. Yeah, but look, look at this, man. Like, I, and I've I've only told the story to like two other people. One of them being India. I had the the servo action figure with the um. Well, I had two. I had two different servos or three actually. I had the one that came with the um the armor set to, to transform him into Formo, right? Yeah. The armor and stuff. Yeah. I had that one, and then I had the um the the. I think they were what eight inch, eight inches tall. Those figures. Yeah. I had one that I dropped in the grass somewhere, and it got chopped up by a, a ride around lawnmower, so he wound up in pieces. And then I had another one that was just like it. It was like the exact same one. And I tell you, I lo- I went to the store with my mom. I think I'll never forget it. It was um, some store called Sims. It was a clothing store. 
I put that action figure down and could not find it anywhere. I lost my entire shit. I cried <laughs> for hours for that one action figure. I never saw it again. <laughs> oh, that's just a funny story. That that so, do you want the good news, Dean? They made they made high end versions of those action figures that you can order now. <laughs> yeah, I don't want it. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> you talking about that's going to be Dee's birthday gift, right? <laughs> Right, Superhuman Samurai right. and Cyber Squad, or SSSS Gridman. I highly recommend watching that anime series. It's a sequel to the Japanese Gridman, which would have been Superhuman Samurai. So I definitely recommend it. Yeah, that, that must have been what actually got cool because uh, considering that we had that American footage and and how poorly that was done. I, I, I used to like Matthew Long. You know what the messed up thing is? Gridman, the original Gridman, the live action, was almost exactly shot for shot superhuman samurai was it yeah uh the only thing was he didn't have an entire team of people that rode the vehicles he had like two other people with him and uh mm-hmm. i think the virus worked on its own in the original and i don't think yeah it was, it was yeah the kilo Khan virus was there but it was called something different obviously and the and that kilo Khan, i think it was the, the kid or whatever yeah uh the, the guy that was behind the desk he uh, he really reminded me of Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget. Didn't he have a cat behind his desk with him, too, and everything? I think so. a lizard. Oh, yeah, he had a lizard. That's right. It was a lizard. Yeah, and he was nothing but Dr. Claw. I mean, it was a 90s villain trope. Like, that's what they did. Yeah. But, yeah. Man, we got some memories, man. Oh, for like, sure. We, I, I still say we had some of the best programming as kids. I'm not just talking about Power Rangers and stuff like it. It was just like... Just from like the the uh, cartoons and different animation stuff we had, and even our even our educational programming. Oh yeah, when it comes down to it, like we had some of the best stuff, but we I mean we had some of the worst too. Let's not front, and we had a lot of cartoons that we shouldn't have been watching as kids. Ren and Stimpy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hated that. I still hate that. Show some like, there was a bunch of stuff we shouldn't have to watch. I, I those are the ones I never liked. <laughs> Um, I, I just I just couldn't get with it. It was just too. It was really Stimpy was just freaking gross. And there were a lot of adult jokes in Nicktoons too. Doug and Rugrats and all that had a lot of stuff in it that they shouldn't have been talking about. But yet again, that is for an, another episode. We'll have to come back to that because that is a whole conversation in and of itself. <laughs> of course. But yeah, uh, all in all, guys, like I'd say the the impact on Amara Toku. That's what I'm going to call it. Um, was big and it, it still exists. I mean, the fact that we can still buy these toys, we can still uh, the toy, the old toys have massive value for a lot of them. Uh, the fact that like we go out of our way to meet a lot of these actors, um, the fact that we go out of our way to still watch these shows and share the shows with the next generation. I mean, that should tell you something. These shows mean something to people, and the impact mm-hmm. of you as a person mean something to people and I, I wish a lot of people a lot more people would take up the heart on that same note though i wish a lot of people like us uh not us and our friend group but a lot of people need to realize that the actors are human too and make mistakes that's why we have the issues with um one of the actors that was an extra in mighty morphin that went to jail for something and then you know some stuff went down with a couple of red rangers recently like i'm not gonna get into detail about it it wasn't it's not too kosher like but these people are people they're human you know we got to remember then not look at them as superhuman because they're not they're actors they're playing a role 
but that role still makes an impact on people. And you look at him and you go, man, like this guy is somebody I want to look up to, but then you find out in real life, maybe not, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, nothing, uh, nothing's worse when we end up finding like a hero of ours kind of falls or makes a mistake, you know? Right, right. I mean, and then you have the opposite of that to where you have the fall from grace like Robert Downey Jr. And then you have the complete turnaround, you know, like Robert Downey Jr., where he went from, you know, Hollywood bad boy, drug addict, uh, alcoholic, you know, womanizer to Tony Stark. <laughs> There's nobody yeah, else quick. Like Tony, Tony Stark like that, too. And that's another thing, too. It's been what? Ha, almost 20 years since Iron Man? Yep. And I mean, look at what has happened in 20 years, but that's. A whole Wait, when did the first Iron Man come out? Um, 2008? Yeah. 2007, 2008, I think, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it definitely was 2008. Yeah, so there's. So, so, so wrapping this up a bit, like, I definitely think there's, there's still massive potential for growth for Power Rangers as a branch, as a franchise. Um, Absolutely. They, I mean, they skipped, there's still four Super Sentai series they didn't touch yet to skip to, to di- whatever the Dino one is going to be next, which I understand Dinosaur Cell, like I already bought the Morpher from that series from Japan because I knew it was going to be worth a lot more money when it hits the States. <laughs> so I was like, let me buy this now. <laughs> but, um. I mean, the between the comic books, the video games, the the TV series, uh, there, there's tons of stuff they can do. I wish that we were going to get a sequel to the Lionsgate movie. I understand that we're not. I wish we were because there was so much potential in that movie. I understand why I got the hate. I liked it nonetheless. Uh, my only problem was the pacing was super, super slow. I would have preferred to see Power Rangers before the third act of the movie. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. But, uh, and I would have preferred, and I'm sorry, David, I would have preferred to not buy a morpher for a movie that didn't use one. Yeah, yeah, I actually <laughs> have that in my room of a morpher that never got used. Hey, at least we helped out, Tony. Yes, we did. <laughs> the other, the other thing, too, about it is, uh, you know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping in the future that they'll end up coming with like a full story on Power Ranger game. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like we have, we have like some of the, you know, fighting games of it. Sure. Um, but I'm talking about something like, I don't know. Let's go back to the Sega Genesis when they had the Power Ranger game. And oh. you actually had a little bit of a storyline. If we could get a Power Ranger game that plays like Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, I will be in heaven. That would be incredible. Yeah, that'd be dope. Like, I don't care. Yeah, but that's one of those things where we say that franchise hasn't been used to its full potential. We had plenty of games, Power Rangers games when we were kids, but they were either like Power Rangers fighting each other or Megazords fighting each other or or, or just random beat em up games with no real like, you know. Believe right? it or not, one of the better games they made, and you know how it is, when they make a, a game that's based off a movie, it's usually horrible. But when they made Power Rangers the movie, when it was a game, that oh, was Sega. incredible. Yeah, for the Sega Genesis, that was that was absolutely yeah. incredible. One of my favorite games. The play that game was Sega. absolutely dope. Yeah, it, it even went back in time a little bit, and um, we saw um, how things were before Jason, Zach, and Trini left. You right, play as them. They yep. did a flashback, and it made sense, and it worked. And 
you know, it was just, it was just those little things that kind of just sparked so much. So they did a really good job of Power Rangers, the movie, uh, the game. And uh, if I mean, we honestly, see something along those lines, that'd be great. And honestly, I think in, ha- in Hasbro's hands, that could happen. Because let's be real, like the first couple of Power Rangers movie-based video, not Power Rangers, Transformers movie-based video games were pretty good. Like Transformers, the game was good. Transformers uh, Revenge of the Fallen was good. After that, they weren't so much. And then they got into the War of Cybertron series, and that was incredible. Right. Yeah, I love War of of Cybertron and Fall of Cybertron. I actually tried to replay them the the last few years. I just know one of those things where you you just don't get a chance to keep getting back to it. But right. that the, I'll, I'll never get rid of those games because I love them so much. Right. It's to, to get a Power Rangers game like along that vein or to, like I said, in, in the style like Dragon Ball Kakarot or something, just a story-based, I don't even care what Ranger you play. Give me Zordon from back in the day when he was like on Eltar and like, you know, needing to build the team and all that. Give me something like that. I think it would be absolutely dope. We don't I even mean, need like... Even if they kept it simple and actually just used the storyline from the comics and transfer it into a game. Where you oh, Shadow Dragon the video game would be cool. Yeah, and, and actually face like uh, Jacket and his army. You know, because yeah, I'll tell you what, his army and the suits they have are sweet. They did a little bit of that in Power Rangers uh, Battle for the Grid, the fighting game. Like, there is a story mode for it now, which is really cool. But it's super short and super simple. Like, I mean, it's a fighting game. Right, I'm talking uh, about like, cause it's on like a, a you know, on a, a scale of just like a fighter. But I'm talking about what if they had it like a full, fledged shot fighting game, kind of like what they do with like I don't know, uh, Kingdom Hearts or even Final Fantasy VII remake, have that kind of battle style. Yeah, that'd be sweet. But yeah, this is uh, D. Now this is the longest episode I've done. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, we can talk about Power Rangers for days. Right, so we should probably we should probably wrap it up because this is going to be a long one, and people are going to get bored bored hearing about it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, be sure to uh, stay tuned in, guys. We got more stuff I'm going to be covering. I'll have these guys on the show again for sure. Uh, D is part of the Blurred Council, so we'll be talking to him some more a little bit later about other things uh, in the council message group. We'll talk about that. Uh, Dave will definitely be back. We'll have him on talking Transformers. We'll have Dion talking Transformers. We'll talk more Power Rangers if you guys want to listen. We'll talk uh, a little bit of everything, like I said. So be sure to check us out. Uh, follow D at the D Harris brand uh, underscore 216 on Instagram or the D Harris brand on YouTube, D Harris brand on Facebook, as well as Team Prodigy 216 on Facebook, the car club. Check them out for sure. Uh, Dave, do you have anything you want to shout out for yourself, sir? Don't hate on gingers, man. <laughs> you can follow me <laughs> at David Stouffer on Facebook if you uh, end up finding me on there. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, you can still check me out on Instagram at Perception Blurred, uh, on Twitter at B-L-E-R-D underscore Y, um, on Facebook at Perception Blurred. And I did start a coffee. Uh, that's K-O dash F-I. It is a fundraiser. I need a new microphone. Uh, I don't expect people to help. I will appreciate if you do help. I do have a couple of shout outs. Uh, a shout out. I had an, well, I have a couple of shout outs. I have an anonymous donor on my coffee. And then I have my friend Bethany uh, Pongrass that donated to my coffee as well. Thank you guys for that. I appreciate you. Uh, I'm going to try to do same, some uh, tiered giveaways uh, for people that donate. I'm going to try to get some Perception Blurred stickers made up. And uh, 
pass those out uh, to people that donate. Um, hopefully I'll get some t-shirts made and all that kind of stuff if this keeps going bigger and bigger. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, again, you can find me on coffee at ko-fi.com slash perception blurred uh, to donate if you're interested for those that have asked about it, uh, as well as continue following me on social media, like, share, and subscribe. Thank you guys. We appreciate you. Uh, come back and listen to more. You guys got anything else you want to say before we sign out? Um, well, I just wanted to say uh, David Stouffer, he's he's like he's like the actual Stouffer. Nothing comes closer to home. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, that is a pickup line that I use. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> and, and a shout out for D if you get a chance check out any uh, Power Rangers any Power Rangers and check out D's comics of uh, Power Rangers it is absolutely fantastic for sure alright thank you guys for listening I know this is a long one especially with the break in content I'm sorry for the technical difficulties but you know the internet happens sometimes too, uh, thankfully, we didn't go technical difficulties as bad as Teddy Riley did in his verses, right, D? <laughs> For damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys, uh, signing off. May the power protect you all. It's Morphin' Time!